40inbox.com here and we're going to be checking out this article where Bud Light sales plunge by 23.9% as the brand risk losing number one status. So let's get into it. Bud Light's steep sales drops are showing signs of bottoming out, but the struggling beer brand is still on track to losing its number one status in the U.S. following its disastrous marketing tie-up with Dylan Mulvaney. Sales of Bud Light plunged 23.9% for the week ended May 27th, slightly better than the 25.7% drop a week earlier. And marking the first time that the sales decline didn't grow worse versus the previous week, according to data from Bump Williams Consulting and Nielsen IQ. So drops for Anheuser-Busch's other brands, including Budweiser, Michelob Ultra, Bush Light, Natural Light, also saw narrow drops than a week earlier amid a wider backlash against Bud Light and its parent company. Perhaps the bottom has been hit and we are seeing a turnaround in performance, Bump Williams, head of the eponymous consulting firm, told the Post. Anheuser-Busch's $15 rebate on 18 packs in larger amounts of Bud Light surely boosted sales over Memorial Day weekend, experts said. The brewer discounted the brand from May 17th through May 31st, and shoppers were scooping up $20 cases of Bud Light for $5 or even less in some states, according to reports. And I think I did a video where this was first coming out about the whole rebate thing, where people could actually technically basically make like $0.03 cents by buying the uh, beer. Now, if you were to factor in taxes, which you do, technically you'd still be like losing money, but it'd be like practically nothing, right, that you would actually be losing. So you'd pretty much be getting free beer at that point, which is crazy because, like, they were doing so bad that they had to get rid of it. They had to basically do whatever they could to clear the uh, aisles of their product, which is pretty crazy. Like, imagine that people, like, hated your product so much that you paid them to buy your product so that you could just boost up your numbers, right? Which some people might do in, like, other situations. Like, another example why someone might do that, where it would actually make legitimate sense, is what people used to do for, like, Amazon reviews, which is like bannable by Amazon where like let's say that you had like an ebook or some sort of Amazon product let's say that you had like an energy drink right which by the way this is actually pretty tasty but let's say that you had an energy drink on Amazon what you originally could have done is basically buy the reviews for Amazon boosting the numbers on Amazon and the review count and all that kind of stuff boosting it in the algorithm and basically getting more legitimate sales by all of your fake sales. And what, you know, Budweiser is doing, right, what Bud Light is doing is basically doing that, but more so doing it for a stock reason and kind of like trying to, like, manipulate the news, the public perception, like, oh, wait, Bud Light's actually doing well now. Oh, wait, the hate against Bud Light is lessening so it's not really that big of a deal anymore but in reality people probably only got the thing because they basically could get it for free right and also if you think about it like typically the people that pretty much 
Bud but Light were like frat guys, people who were working like, you know, blue collar work, and a lot of people from other countries that came to the country, not necessarily legally, because it's cheap, right? And also they could just, you know, use like a $10 bill cash or $20 bill cash and get basically like a case. So probably there's a lot of people who don't speak any English, probably don't pay any like attention to the news and end up just grabbing a whole bunch of this stuff for free, basically, right? That could be also an option too. But uh, it's just sad, right? Like, it's sad to see a company willingly destroy their whole brand just because they don't understand their audience, their customers, like, at all, right? <sighs> Crazy. So price probably has a lot to do with improved trends. William said, I expect to see a lot more price discounting on Anheuser-Busch's portfolio this summer to try and persuade consumers to come back. Which, again, like, this is, like, a really hard thing to do. Like, you're bi- they are trying to boost their numbers, trying to convince people to come back, but basically in, like, a very illegitimate way, Right? You can't bribe someone to like your brand. They either like your brand or they don't. And if you end up doing something where they just simply do not like your brand anymore, they're probably never going to come back. Because not only that, like the whole thing with the Bud Life situation isn't just the fact that they did the whole marketing campaign, but they basically blatantly insulted their customer base, like 90% of their customer base, they blatantly insulted, right? And then they just double down, triple down, try to lie about the whole thing. And it's like, you basically disrespected your customer base to such a degree that you might get people who are just like opportunistic for like cheap beer. Like, oh yeah, I still get like Bud Light just for like cheap beer and like basically get it for free because it's just practically fear like free alcohol a lot of people are going to be willing to do that but that doesn't necessarily mean that when prices go back up to the normal price to match all the other companies that those same customers are going to be oh yeah i'm still going to stick with bud light even though their price is increasing and i still don't like them like it's just it's crazy to think that So sales volume or number of cases sold containing 12 cans or more was down 27.8% compared with 29.5%, marking the first time the declines didn't grow steeper in the seven weeks that this data has been tracked. Nevertheless, the 20% plus declines are endangering Bud Light's its perch as the number one beer in the U.S. as Modelo has been outselling it for weeks now. And during the week ended May 27th, Modelo Especial's sales grew by 9.5% compared to a year ago, and his sales volume was up by 4.7%. The beer brand's market share is 8.2% compared with Bud Light's 7.2% for the week, and year-to-date data shows that Bud Light remains the number one beer at a 9.1% market share compared with Modelo's 8.0% market share, according to Bump Williams Consulting and Nielsen IQ. So Bud Light had better reverse the decline soon if it hopes to retain shelf space at retailers 
a former Anheuser-Busch executive warned. Now, this is actually an interesting thing because I used to watch a lot of business shows that talked a lot about the whole like shelf space type of situation that a lot of companies deal with. Like, for example, Walmart, for based off my memory, so don't take it for like take it as like a grain of salt. But based off my memory, Walmart typically has like like allocates like shelf space to a product for like three months typically for like their order, right? And they do it like they basically get the products and and then they pay that company like three months after they sell after they do the whole shelving thing. It's like a really weird process. Basically, all these like big like massive chains, Walmart, Target, uh. Costco, whatever kind of stuff, right? Well, maybe not Costco, but Publix, like all these like grocery main supermarket stores, whatever, whatever exists in your area. Like say again, you got like an energy drink company, right? You will basically sell like, I don't know, like let's say like a hundred thousand energy drinks well, maybe not 100,000, let's say 10,000 energy drinks to that grocery store, right? Which will typically take about, I don't know, like three months to sell, right? But you're not actually going to get paid by that company until like the three months are up when they actually sell all the product. So basically, you're loaning the product to the grocery store, then you're going to get paid back a few months down the road, but also you are typically giving more of a percentage to the supermarket depending on where it is on the shelf, right? Whether it be high up, down low, in the center, or where it's actually located on the store could actually be like a pretty big difference, right? And let's just say like, um, let's do kind of like, I don't know, like maybe exact numbers. I don't know. This is probably like, what, like 250, depending on the store inside the, uh, grocery stores, right? For like a ghost energy drink can, zero sugar, by the way, these taste pretty good. But um, for the like customers, about like 250 the grocery store is probably buying it from the manufacturer for or the company for about like 50 cents to a dollar, right? But they might charge more right or they might end up basically tacking on things or like decreasing okay the best way to put it is okay so let's say that it costs the company that manufactures this energy drink 10 cents per can let's just say that right they sell it to like Walmart for like 60 cents a can right but they don't get paid that till like 3 months later but depending on where it is on the shelf can depend on basically the price point of this actual product, right? So the person with the company that might have sold it for like 60 cents, they might actually be able to sell that to maybe 70 cents or 80 cents to the company because the grocery store might be able to sell it for a better premium because it's actually getting sold regularly, right? So the Walmart store, right, or the grocery store, would be willing to pay the manufacturer, the company that actually makes the energy drink, a little bit more money 
depending on how well it's actually selling in the store. And if it's not selling that well, they're going to pay for this in terms of like basically pay for this can for a lot less money next round or they will basically de-market it in the store, right? If it's not really selling, there might like they're maybe going to put it like maybe down low or up top because basically the premium like the premium real estate in like a grocery store is like eye level, right? Which is about like five six, five eight, five eleven, that type of like range for like the average adult male. That's basically like the uh, the height. Like the middle of the aisle is pretty much about the premium real estate, right? Because if you're having to look up or look down you're probably not really going to be buying those products unless you really need it, right? And you don't necessarily really need like a Bud Light as like an example. And if they don't do well, if they can't get these drinks off of the shelf because the brand has been devalued in terms of the populace so much, Bud Light is not going to be making pretty much any money from their actual cans. But more important is that all of these supermarkets, Walmart, Target, whatever type of supermarkets, right, that exist, are simply going to be like, hey, we know that we had a contract with you for however, mo- like, months, right? We're just going to pay you this, like, cancellation fee and basically be like, get out of here. We're never going to order from you again, which could be hundreds of thousands, if not multiple millions of dollars of pretty much guaranteed recurring business for Bud Light. So that's the biggest issue. Is like typically if you get like your product accepted into like a grocery store and it starts to sell really well and it's typically in like the premium eye level shelf space and you take up a lot of shelf space you're losing out on crazy amounts of reliable money, right? Which is the biggest problem. So Anson Fredericks, who headed Anheuser-Busch's sales and distribution department, said retailers usually reset shelf space allocations in the spring and fall. So retailers generally take sales data from April, May, June, July, and then based off of that data in that time period, they will reallocate shelf space, Frederick told DailyMail.com over the weekend. That shelf space will be allocated to Miller Lite, Coors Light, and Yungling and some of the other brands that have taken share from them, Frederick said. And Mulvaney posted two videos and images of herself as a Bud Light marketing partner on April 1st, including one of her in a bubble bath surrounded by Bud Light cans. Another image included a 16-ounce can of Bud Light with her face on it, a commemorative can that was given to her to celebrate her one-year anniversary as a woman. So I think it's kind of weird that New York Post basically refers to Dylan Mulvaney as her when Dylan Mulvaney is not a her. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, feel free to give your thoughts on this. Because I think the biggest issue isn't even the perception that the customer base has of Bud Light. If Bud Light, if their brand continues to not improve, right, over time, and these big, massive corporations are going to be like... Yeah, we really don't want you on the shelf anymore because your product just 
doesn't move at all, that's a massive, massive financial issue for Bud Light. Because you're basically getting kicked out of massive, massive reliable money coming in. Like It's like crazy. I think I remember hearing something where people were like maybe in like local stores, like gas stations, whatever, like with a product. And they were, you know, typically getting like, you know, $10,000 a month or like $20,000 a month in terms of like sales for their product, right? As soon as one big national superstore or super chain like Walmart picked it up, just one of them, right? It went from like ten to twenty thousand dollars for their product to like a hundred k a month, right? To two hundred k a month, and just started to like escalate like crazy because then more stores started to carry the product, and you could basically explode a product like crazy, right? But without it, you're basically getting like no sales, right? Because you gotta think about it too. If your product, if Bud Light's product is not held in the supermarkets, right, where you could easily grab it right? Who's going to be buying Bud Light, right? Is there going to be that many people buying Bud Light online? Doubt it. How many people are going to be buying Bud Light direct to consumer, right? Whether it be on Amazon or literally on the Bud Light website? Not much, right? Combined with how bad their brand is doing, they probably don't got a lot of fans that would be willing to do that, right? It's pretty crazy. Very, very crazy. If you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 Stay tuned for more financial commentary, news commentary. I just thought this was kind of interesting because this is a much bigger thing than just them basically destroying their brand. It's like if they lose the aspect of foot traffic in these big stores, they can't recover like at all.